This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Our guest, Chantelle White, is known for her horse-partnered and grounded country girl guidance. She loves removing the BS stories that keep heart-centered souls stuck in abusive relationships, guilt, shame, and self-criticism. She is passionate about supporting her clients to stand firmly in their truth, worth, and value, and to create healthy boundaries. Her message is simple, not necessarily easy, but it is to stay true to who you are and everything will work out. Chantelle is a certified equine gestalt coach, Akashic Records practitioner, author, truth seeker, and authentic happiness guide. She has been helping people find their truth and heal old stuck patterns and trauma for over a decade. And her work has been featured on CTV, CFCW, and CBC. Please join me in welcoming our guest today, Chantelle White. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to When Spirit Calls. As you heard, I have a lovely guest today. Her name is Chantelle. Hi, Chantelle. Hi, Deanne. Hi, everybody who's listening. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. You know, you and I have been in each other's circles for quite a few years, and I feel so blessed to have watched you do some of your work and uh, the people that you've helped. I have a personal friend of mine who has gone on this incredible journey because of you. And so, you know, I, I just feel like you're such an, such an inspiration to so many people. And I, I really want to allow people to get to know who you are and how special you are. So can you start us off with just telling us a little bit about your story? How did you become an equine gestalt coach? How did you step into your role as the country girl coach to help people understand who they are and what the heck they're doing here? So I'd love to hear that from you. Absolutely. You know, looking back over it, it's obviously because I didn't know who I was and was trying to discover it along the way. But um, what led me into the equine gestalt coaching world was that I've always loved horses. I was one of those people who I'm pretty sure I was born with a love for horses Um, and always, always wanted to be around them, but also always wanted to help others. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this, who are heart centered, you know, always felt compelled to help others. And so I went on my journey. It was shortly after my youngest went to school and I just felt that heart tug, Mm. that pull of like, there's something more for me out there and I'm here to do more. And so I actually researched for like two years because there's a lot of equine assisted programs out there, but none of them felt like the right fit. And then I found the equine gestalt coaching method and I signed up without even talking to the mentor. You know, I tend to do a lot of those things. Like I like think about (laughs) it too much and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So yeah, I signed up for that. And um, that was in 2011. So it's, while ago now. And then I started doing the equine gestalt coaching with people. uh, And as they healed, and I worked with them on 
their stuff. So did I. Mm. And it was interesting because um, looking back, of course, you can always see things more clearly. I didn't realize um, the place I was in. I was in a very, you know, my story, I was in a very toxic, abusive relationship. And because it was so covert and um, hard to grasp, I I never really realized it. Mm. And it wasn't until I started doing my own personal work, plus working with others, that I started to see it more clearly. Like I was in such denial. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I, Can I pause on that for sure. a second? Because I, I, I've been there too, where it's like, we don't want to admit that what we're experiencing isn't okay. You yeah. know? And it's almost like that cognitive dissonance, right? Yes. The cognitive dissonance is we, we want to, we want to believe what we believe. <laughs> we don't want to be challenged by that because it's scary to think that there's a whole nother reality or a whole nother truth for us. And so sometimes what happens is we anchor in instead of, right? We're like, no, this is, this is, this is the way it is. And this is normal. And this is the truth, right? So I wanted to share that because I think a lot of people and myself included, we get so caught up in that. Well, no, this is the way this is, this is how it's supposed to be, or this is how it is for everybody, you know, and then we close ourselves off to really what is possible. It's true. Like we, we really get caught up in what we think is our reality. Mm-hmm. And I did that, you know, it wasn't really bad, but then there was, there was a time where I was starting to be aware of it and I kept shutting it off and closing it down and not listening to my gut, not listening to my intuition and just kept, it was almost like I kept like, Oh no, this person's not, not that they're this, like I had this definite idea in my head of them and me. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so it did keep me stuck for like over a decade. Yeah. Really over stuck. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you listening that are feeling stuck and maybe even feeling stuck for a while, don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and none of us should feel bad. I mean, no wonder we stay in those environments. It's because Absolutely. we don't, we don't realize that there's a much um, bigger picture. We don't realize that we're lying to ourselves. We, there's a lot of things we don't see in that process. Oh, absolutely. And in particular in situations that may be toxic or abusive, because that's part of the, the cognitive dissonance, as you right. say, it, it's yeah. like you're in a cloud, you're in a fog and you can't see clearly. Like I just had a client not too long ago and I do work with a lot of people, um, women who have been in abuse or um, are trying to get out of their abusive situation. Some of them don't even know they're in it. Yeah. You know, like we talked about and um, it took about six sessions, but but she finally got there and it was like she looked back. She's like, it's been this way the whole time. I never seen it, you know, and I think we all go through that. So we have to give ourselves grace in those moments. Grace. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I know it was, uh, you know, I have so many profound moments, um, along the way. Uh, but there was, there was a a time where I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I, that discomfort became enough that it was the catalyst that said, okay, (laughs) it's too uncomfortable for me now. Yeah. 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 I I was done denying, you know, it was like, 
all that fighting I was going on within within myself, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Mm. This is actually what's happening (laughs) and it's not okay. And so, um, yeah, I, I remember the, distinctly the, the note I left on the table is like not one more second, one more minute, one more day. Will I put up with this? And I might, you know, like I want to go back to like, I could make that all about him. Mm-hmm. But it was really about me. What was I putting up with? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And this, I love that you said that because I think that we compromise our own value and our own integrity and our own boundaries for the the sake of others. And so sometimes what happens as well is we also don't want to admit that reality that this isn't healthy because we don't want to fess up that we're the ones that allowed it to happen. And it's not about blame. You know, it's that's we're, we're not talking about blame here, but we are talking about recognizing that a lot of times we're actually angry at ourselves right? Actually resentful towards ourselves because, oh my gosh, I've been in this relationship and I keep putting up with it. You know, what's wrong with me? This isn't about what's wrong with us, but it is about us taking responsibility for how we're showing up and our role in how we've contributed and allowed certain things to unfold. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because there's a time where it's very appropriate to hold space and compassion for the victim. Um, within ourselves because we have been victimized, you know, and then when you can become uh, somebody who forgives yourself and lets yourself go and says, say, Hey, that was part of my journey and look how much I learned. Mm. Then you can step out of that. And like you said, take that self-responsibility, not in a way of blame, but in a way of empowering yourself. Hey, I can make better choices now because I know different. Yes. Oh, I love that. And it also um, reminds me of the energy of no wonder, which I speak about from time to time to say, no wonder I stayed in that relationship for that. Yes. No wonder I wanted it to work. No wonder, you know, no wonder. So again, that brings that extra grace, like you talked about to ourselves or that compassion towards ourselves so that we're not beating ourselves up through the process. We already had the beating up enough in the relationship. Exactly. So now we get to come out of that and give ourselves the grace and say, oh, look at what I got out of this. Look at how much I learned. Look at how strong I am and come into that empowerment piece, as you said. I love that. Absolutely. And the, and that does bring out a key point too. you know, often I, I know I went through it and, you know, I still I still go back there as a, as a habit. I have to catch myself is that blame and shame and that guilt and all of those heavy things that no longer serve, right? And when you can actually tap into the the truth of it all, <laughs> it's it's that's not who you were. You know, it was just you were doing the best you could at the time. And um that you gotta let that beating stick go because often, you know, people who have been in abuse or or in a toxic situation, they take that that stick with them that has been right. coming along <laughs> and yes. they take it along for a ride. And it's like, Hey, wait a minute. I don't, I don't need this anymore. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so brilliant. So do you think that you taking your equine therapy, do you think that that helped you to discover your truth? And by the way, we should probably explain what equine gestalt therapy is. Yeah. Because I, I, I just had this like, well, does everybody know that? Probably not. So can you tell no. us what that modality is, what that looks like? 
And then back to the first question of, do you think that that really contributed to you finding your inner truth and your inner voice? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So equine gestalt coaching is a really, um, incredible method. Of course, I'm saying that because I do it, but I believe so wholeheartedly in it. Like when I, I need some healing, I go to my colleagues. I just, I, I love it so much. So it is about part, partnering with horses and partnering with them in a way that we are honoring their, their gifts and their abilities to help people heal. They're so intuitive. And they're so in tune with our energy and what has happened to us that they actually help us get to that place. Wow. Yes. You know, because we all have things that baggage that we carry with us, you know, whether it's trauma or whatever it is that we went through in our life and we carry it forward with us, sometimes without even knowing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the horses can show that so quickly in a way it's not judgmental. That's not you know, feeling harsh, like, you know, you've just got like (laughs) your head smacked. It's, it's just like, oh, there that is. Yes, that, that is something that I'm dealing with right now. And they can bring you to a, such a deep, rich, present moment within yourself that you can, yeah, 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 you can really, really work through it. You know, gestalt in itself is an experience. um, And I've learned over the years, most trauma is too, right? right? And so by using an experiential way of, of working through things rather than just sitting and talking, uh, you can walk through it in a different way. Um, and again, bring in that self-compassion piece and that grace piece for yourself. I love this. Yeah. this um, so horses, yeah, I could, I could go on and on and on about them. I've, I've learned throughout that too. Um, body somatic guidance is really something I'm very good at. And so uh, tuning into people's bodies and what their body is sharing about what they're carrying around um, just helps unlock it and bring it to the surface to be looked at and dealt with. And how much uh, cooler is it than than doing it with a horse? <laughs> you know, but, but that's the yeah, thing. I really they love, they hold such a beautiful space, and they are like, yeah. Go ahead. That, that's the thing I love about this is that it gives us this other opportunity to grow and to heal without the traditional talk therapy. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with talk therapy per se, but it does give people this opportunity to do it a little bit differently. So the people that aren't, you know, if it's, if talk therapy is not working for you, working with the animals and specifically the horses with equine therapy is like, it's such a, it's such a game changer. Because like you said, it's this whole different energetic experience with these beautiful divine, you know, beings. Uh, So I think it's really profound. And I've had the luxury of being around your horses and feeling Mm -hmm. that. And I've always found horses to be very majestic. And, uh, and so just being in their presence, I find very healing, but you get to add extra layers to that and move energy and dig deeper alongside of the horses, which is just magical magical process it really is yeah and the gestalt piece is is um something that is amazing because it does bring the wholeness or completion to all that unfinished stuff that we carry around so it's just it it is really magical piecing them together yeah um and overall what it does is it brings us back to our authentic self or Mm -hmm. you know our unconditioned self however you want to see that and so for me that's what it did 
I was very, very conditioned, and I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to this, of being self-sacrificing and not having boundaries and caring about everybody else and believing the best in everyone else and forgetting about myself. I was conditioned to, you know, even society, you know, that, that if I was, um, a married woman, I was more important than if somebody who wasn't. So then I had to stay with that. You know, I was conditioned to, you know, uh, tell death to you part, all of those things. And so in order to, you know, grow through that, I had to, I had to really look at all of that and say, is that really true for me? Is that true for me? Is that really what I believe? Or is that just something I brought with me Mm -hmm. through my childhood and through my conditioned self? And so once I started becoming more authentic, confident, and knowing what I wanted, that's when my relationship started breaking apart, right? Right, of course. Because before, I was very complacent. I was just going to say, you were doing everything he needed you to do and obeying yes. whatever else that looked like. Yeah, so it yeah. was easy for him. He could he could walk on you. He could do whatever, right? And yes. And do it because, of course, you were pleasing and serving and sacrificing yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, it worked well <laughs> for yeah, him. For, for a time, yeah. You know, and, to, and I mean, I, I don't even hold any grudges on him or me for that moment. It was what was necessary to grow, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, the, doing that personal work, that deep personal work, I was able to find my authentic self in more um, than anything, my gifts. I didn't even know, you know, at the time, it's so crazy to look at what an empath was. I didn't know what that was. All I knew was I was sick every time I went around people who were sick and that wow. I'd pick up on people's headaches or if somebody was angry, I was feeling the anger. And, yeah. you know, it just was never really in my body. Wow. You know, everybody else got to be, <laughs> you know, mm. all their energy was affecting me. And then when I learned that and then learned how to tune into that as a gift, um, and that, you know, I was here to follow my intuition and soul that completely transformed the way I see in my life. Wow. So would you say that spirit called you to take the training? Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. And, and look at the path it led you on, right? That path of self-confidence and inner truth. And then even though it resulted in the ending of the marriage, it was a positive experience for you and that you were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know what I'm worth now and I can see and yes. now I get to design this life that I want for myself. Absolutely. So, beautiful. So, okay, well, let's talk about this aspect of our authentic truth, mm-hmm. because I think this truth is a topic of hot conversation these days because- yeah. You know, we had COVID that brought up a lot of, okay, stuff that no existed. A lot of people went through this whole process of self-realization of like, oh, maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do and what's the purpose and what's my meaning in life. So what are some of the things that we need to know if we are wanting to discover deeper aspects of ourselves? Like aside from going and taking, you know, horse gestalt training with you. Yeah. Um, what, what are some of the things that we can be doing in our lives that can help us to come into deeper truth within ourselves? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest tools is, is tuning into your body. Mm. Your body doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you can say, oh, I'm not anxious about something. But if you ask your body, it's like, no, I'm I'm anxious. So then what is that anxious feeling telling you? You know, like doing some exploration of how your body really feels about that. Because that actually, to me, is our compass for our spirit. And, you know, if we would learn to start tuning into that of our truth, so how is my body feeling about this? You know, my gut's twisted in knots. Okay, so what is my gut saying about this? Like, And so our truth is definitely about accessing what our body is sharing with us at that moment. You know, and it could be, it could be, obviously it can be trauma and stuff like that. But if we, we start listening to it, we can understand it further. I love this one because I think that we have quite a disconnect with our physical bodies. Yes. And, and, uh, you know, I had to learn through my health journey because I was so sick, you know, most of my life um, Mm -hmm. that my body wasn't a burden to be cared for. And yet for most of my life, I was like, oh man, I have to go to bed. I mean, I have to eat. I have to drink water. I have to eat healthy. Like all the things that felt like a burden. But as soon as I shifted that, uh, then my body started to say, okay, let's, let's figure this out. Let's build a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it really comes back to building that relationship with your physical body, you know? And, and so I love that because you're right. The body's telling us all sorts of things, right? All the time. Yeah. I, you know what, I just have to share this story because it's kind of funny, but, um, Mm -hmm. I, um, I had gotten like the kids wanted McDonald's. So I made an exception, got some McDonald's and I ordered myself a burger as well. Well, I went and put the burger in my mouth and I literally was like, my body like coughed it back out. My body was like, no, so the burger went in the garbage. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So I didn't force myself. I was like, my body's telling me something, but how often have I swallowed that even though my body was telling me it didn't really want it? And then I reaped the the consequence of the tummy ache or whatever else came after that. And I think this happens to a lot of us where we, we're not doing a check-in with our body. And then all of a sudden we've got a rash or we've got pain. And that's like the body's final kick at the can to say, hey, you're not listening to me. You know, oh, get absolutely. it together, pay attention, right? And so this is a not just from a discovering our deeper truth, but uh, from a standpoint of being healthier and honoring the body. Absolutely. And, you know, intuitively letting our body guide us a little bit more. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I think about back in my situation, of course, you know, I'm pretty stubborn. <laughs> I, maybe some people can resonate with that. You know, I'm pretty stubborn. I got a lot of messages along the way that I ignored. Yeah. Um, I got uh, plantar fasciitis. I got a compressed disc in my back, mm-hmm. all these things, you know, that my body was screaming at me like, yeah. hey, like, yeah. listen, pay attention to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel you because I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia yeah. and a slew of other things as well. So yeah. yeah, it's so tuned into the body. So that's one of the first things in discovering our deeper truth. Yes, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. What, what else you got? What else do we need? Well, to- you know, um, this kind of it does go along with tuning into the body, but it's more about your energy field. You uh, know, um, so like, what is your yes and your no? So for me, when I'm asking if I should go one direction or another direction, you know, like finding my truth in situation, is this true for me? You know, even asking yourself, is this true for me? 
So often we don't even ask. We just don't even question it. It's like, oh, that's somebody else's truth. So it must be my own. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Um, so for me, truth feels light. Mm. It feels lighter. Mm. Right. You know, and and, um, things that are not true for me or that feel like a lie. Yeah. um, They're heavy. So mm-hmm. just even getting into that feeling of, of, does this feel light or does this feel heavy for me? Yes. You know, you know I also ask the question, is this mine? Yes. Absolutely. Right? Like absolutely. when I, I woke up with anxiety the other morning and I said, is this mine? And right away, it's like the anxiety figured away. It wasn't even yep. mine. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, adding to that, I really, I love that because I think that so often we get bombarded by all this other energy, right. And we're feeding ourselves it, whether it's the news or we're listening to stuff or we're scrolling on social media, we get fed all of this other energy and then we get confused by it. Right. Because now it's floating around here and it's like, Oh, what is my truth? I don't know. We yeah. have to clear away some of that stuff, don't we? Yeah, we definitely do. And, and yeah. And so then it is, you know, it, then it goes to the question of what is this true for me? Is this yeah. really true? And if it is, because you have a right to personal truth. And I think that's where a lot of women in particular, but I, I know men struggle with this too, is like owning it, knowing that you have a right to your truth. You know, we have our spiritual truth, yeah, which is wonderful. Too bad we don't tune into that more often, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, if if your truth is like, you know, I came to one um and you know about this, Deanne, like I, that I was having a horrible year last year. You know, and I'm still coming out of it. And I, all of a sudden it's like, okay, so what is going on with me? You know, doing those further explorations of what why am I feeling so sunk? Why am I not able to move forward? Asking yourself the questions mm-hmm. and being being open to the answer, however you get it. Yeah. And mine um, came with, you know, I obviously often get auditory messages and it was like, it's shame. Uh, like, oh, okay. It's shame. Now I could say, you know, as a coach and somebody who helps heal others, no, I don't have shame. Well, that doesn't help me heal it. It doesn't help me yeah. expose it. It doesn't denying help it me. does not help. Yeah. No, denial doesn't it never helps. <laughs> Even <laughs> though it's such a go-to response, isn't it? Well, if I deny yeah. it or put my blinders on, yeah, then yeah. I'll stuff away. it away. Stuff it away. Yeah. Yeah. So even just asking the question, you know, and being open to the answer that you receive within yourself, it's about tuning in. Yeah. The truth is in you and within you. It's not from outside of you. Yes. I think yeah. so often we're searching outside of ourselves. We are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think most people are, right? You know, we're yeah. listening to what that person says and what that person says and what that person says. But we know we have the innate knowing and wisdom. We were built yes. for this. And if we really want to get to the nitty gritty, you know, in metaphysics, we have the false self, which is, you know, that physical, more of our three dimensional aspect of ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, the self that we, we think we know or believe. And then we have our God self or our true self. Yes. And when we come into that space, like you said, the truth is lighter. Our true Mm -hmm. self is lighter. It is divine. It is this infinite channel of wisdom and information. And so leaning into that aspect of our being and our knowing, 
that is basically what you're inviting us to do here, I think, is really lean into that, that absolutelyness mm-hmm. of our own inner truth and then being willing to trust our own inner truth. And Absolutely. the other piece of this, of course, is that we're all discovering different aspects of our own truth, right? I mean, yeah. it's taken me years, like 40 plus years to discover certain things about myself that I'm like, wow, I should have had that figured out by now, but exactly. I didn't. But it's because it was this deeper layer of truth that I wasn't ready to see just yet. So we're always peeling back the layers. I think that this is part of our journey is to keep understanding deeper truths of ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And allowing it to change, you know. Yes. I have gotten so stuck in one way of thinking or doing or being. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. That was true for me then. But is it true for me now? Oh, good. I love it. Like it's, it, my truth now is not the same as it was last year. Exactly. I love that you brought that up, Chantel, because I think that's really important. Our truth changes, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, as we evolve, as we shift our vibrational frequency, our truths, varying levels of our truth change too. So a year ago, your truth might've been one thing. And now that truth is another thing. And so we have to be willing to be open to discovering those deeper aspects of new truths for ourselves as we evolve and come into deeper states of consciousness. I love that. Thank you for bringing us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Me too. I I just love being able to allow, you know, the truth to unfold rather than fighting it. (laughs) Now, if we could get there earlier, if I could have got there earlier, it would have been wonderful, you know, but it's still, it's part of the journey. I think that's a part of our journey here in this life. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, sometimes we have to expose the truth of the false self so that we can go, Oh, wait a minute. Hey, exactly. so my shame story is what was my shame story at the time? I think I was I, unlovable or I think that was what it was. Like I was just not going to find love and I was unlovable. And then I was like, okay, like, yeah, the truth is I'm feeling that way. And yeah. that's my shame story. But is that really the truth? Right. Yes. Is it really? And like, so then you can question it. Right. Yeah. And even if you feel that way at the time, you know, it's, it, it's good to expose it and say, okay, well, you know, where did this come from? Even mm-hmm. where did this come from for yeah. me? Because it's not often yours. Like you said, going back to that question, even energetically, is this mine? Right. Where did it come from? Yeah. And some of us carry stuff from other people, other ancestors that we've had times even, right? Yes. So I love that piece. Now, what about someone who feels like um, they can't trust themselves Mm. so authentically or they can't trust their own uh, wisdom? You know, if they're struggling to do that, is there anything we can do to like help them build their trust? In themselves. Yeah, I'm actually working with a client on this right now. I'm well with a few of them. I'm actually, it's funny you say trust because that's what my group circle is going to be out about at the end of this month is trust. Oh, you know, I think when we've been through trauma or whatever, it does cause us to not trust ourselves. Right. It really does. Yeah. I think it's about finding, first of all, the example, examples of where, you know what, you knew. Maybe you didn't listen, but you did know. Ah, so evidence, evidence yes. you actually did know. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. often people will look for the evidence. Oh, well, you know, 
this happened, so I sh- shouldn't be able to trust myself. It's like, okay, but did you know that maybe you shouldn't have went down that path? Oh, yeah, I kind of knew. Okay, so you can trust yourself. You didn't listen at that time. That's okay. Forgive yourself for that. But you can actually trust yourself. I love that. Yeah, that in itself is so helpful. And I think the other piece comes back to really putting that ego mind in check. You know, that aspect of our logical mind that's saying, you don't know what you're talking about. And really just building that relationship and saying, thanks, ego mind, but I've got this, which my listeners have probably heard me say in a few podcasts. Um, thanks, ego mind, but I've got this building that relationship. So that way that ego mind doesn't intercept so often so that you can strengthen that trust. So it takes time for sure. Okay. I, time has flown by so fast. We're going to wrap up, but it has been so much fun. And I feel like this is a conversation that, you know, we could have time and time again and keep peeling back the layers of it, because I think that at the end of the day, we are all wanting to emerge more fully who we truly are. And so I thank you so much for being who you are, which by the way, you're very, very lovable. Thank you, Deanne. (laughs) I know you know that now, but just validating it. Um, But really, uh, you know, it's such a beautiful piece for all of us who are Mm -hmm. trying to understand deeper aspects of our truth. What is the truth? for me uh, and, and really tuning into that. So that is brilliant. And I thank you for being here. What have you got for our listeners today? How well, can, I love doing, what, you got? what do I have? I love doing belief busting sessions. Mm-hmm. I've been doing quite a few of them and it's really, really um, well, fun for me, but also very eye opening for people, you know, because yes. it, as soon as, they can kind of get to the belief, the core of that, you know, story, that denial, that lie, then they're able to, you know, bring it to the light. It just, it changes, it transforms. And so I love doing those. So it's 30 minutes with me on Zoom and we get to really dig in to what is, you know, maybe holding you back from stepping forward into your truth. Yes. Oh, yes. this is so good. And so this is a gift that you're giving our listeners. Yes, oh, absolutely. I hope you guys take the time with Chantelle. She is such a gift. Uh, and her time is such a precious gift. So thank you for that generous offer. Uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be sending some people your way to do awesome. some belief blasters. Chantelle, this has been such a joy, such a treat. We're going to put those links in the show notes, folks. So you should see that. Uh, just below the podcast, you'll see the link to book your time in with Chantelle and reach out to her. Chantelle, thank you again for spending time today on When Spirit Calls. Oh, it was amazing. Thank you, Deanne. Oh, thank you so much. We'll, we'll be with all of you again next time. Until then, pay attention. Notice when spirit is calling you in. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. Bye. So happy you could join us today, and we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca, and when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.